Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Manager Lionel Scaloni says he respects all of Argentina's opponents. I, on the other hand, respect no one. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, the 13th of December. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Ed Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. And that does extend to the people in this room, yeah. especially <laughs> Luke Moore, who has the most disgusting excuse for what he calls a cup of tea in front of him. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely offended. I'm moving over this side. I'm genuinely, because I don't want you to. <laughs> don't move it next to Andy. He doesn't um, want to see it. Andy's a lot more benign That's, as a person than that you. That is pathetic. Andy's a, Andy's a live and let live guy. Spirit of Christmas, everyone. Pathetic. Live and let live. That cup of tea is the colour of just hot milk. It's vile. Tea flavoured milkshake. It's do you think you can focus on the show or is it too hard? No, I can't. I can't concentrate because you just brought that in and it's disturbing. I reckon this is the most frightening start to a ramble anyone's ever heard. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> astonishingly frightening, terrifying stuff from you. But I haven't done a show with you for a while. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if you petition now for Gareth Southgate to be sacked, I dare you. No way. I dare no you. Way. You push her over the edge. Not a Jules's watch. I don't want him yeah. sacked, so no. there we go. Um, look, it's World Cup semi-finals. We're yeah. here. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. down to the last four teams of this World Cup. We're going to be talking about Argentina, Croatia in a bit. Um, 
But isn't it sad, England, aren't there? I don't know if I'm quite over it yet. Well, you guys haven't had the chance to talk about it yet. I, no. I was on the reaction show yesterday where we were all very disappointed. Of course, part of the job those times of the, of the year uh, to pick Marcus up off the floor. <laughs> That's part of the heavy lifting. Yes. But he was he wasn't too bad yesterday. Was a lot you more calling him overweight? No, not at all. I'll be the last person to do that um, after the lunch I've just had. But um, he was a lot more philosophical, which I think tells its own story because Marcus is a very good temperature check on the England team. I think he was feeling a lot more positive, saying that we're going to win the Euros, saying that it's not a time to make silly decisions, etc., etc. And I think, um, in a way, the Southgate question is a bit of a red herring because I kind of feel like everyone's sensible, and I'm going to extend that to both the people sat in this room with me. How nice of you. Um, uh, uh, it's an open and shut case. It's like, of course we want them to continue. Yeah. Why would we not? And uh, I don't know where the manufacturing of this controversy, if you're going to want to call it that, comes from because he's got a contract at the end of the Euros anyway. He didn't want to make any rapid decisions after the game. It was a flash interview after the game. You'd expect him to be as conservative, conservative and thoughtful as he normally is. So I don't really see much in it. But uh, and I'll, finally, I'll just say that our listeners, who are, of course, the most sensible of all football fans, for listening to this show, first I respect and foremost. you. You respect them. I respect them. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. They came back on the on the Twitter poll. Eighty three percent want him in the job. So that's a massive, massive majority. So I don't know how you guys feel about it, but to me, it feels a bit like it's a bit of a storm in a teacup, a very milky teacup. <laughs> I, what I can't understand is people conflating it with what went wrong in the Croatia semi final and the Italy final. Yeah, it's completely different. I, I really don't understand what issue you could have. With tactics, I, I mean, I think there are there are two sides to it. Firstly, there are people, who, a lot of people, who look at the result in a football match and work backwards, finding something yeah. to justify it in the content rather than actually looking at what you actually saw. And basically, good process eventually equals good results. That's how sport works, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think that the the second part of it is. I don't I, I know really I, I, trying to find someone to blame when th th there's actually no one to blame for, well, for, I blame for this Antoine Griezmann and Olivier Giroud personally <laughs> do you? <Yeah. laughs> they're the ones that caused it caused all this heart, heartbreak yeah. I mean look I, I enjoyed the game I didn't enjoy the results mm. but yeah. I enjoyed the performance yeah. same and I think that same. was that was probably the you know the difference is that um a lot of times when you get knocked out of tournaments, if the performance is bad, you can feel really deflated by it. But yeah. actually, I, I didn't feel too downbeat about it. Obviously, you want to win. You want to get through. You want to get to the semifinals. You want to get to the final. You want to win the damn thing. Of course you do. But I don't think we really did anything too wrong in the game. That's apart it. It's, from it's cut football. the penalty. Like, you know, it's, it's, and that yeah. can happen. And we've got one of the best penalty takers stepping up to take it. He scored the one previously. I think... I think people always will look for a reason and mm. will try and try and explain when something doesn't go the way you want it to go because people want answers. But the reality is it's a game. One yeah. team wins and one team loses. Yep. And um, I actually think overall England's performance was, was decent. I think that the narrative around Gareth Southgate probably comes from the run of form that England were in heading into the World Cup and the fact that there was that, you know... It wasn't great performances that we saw in the Nations League, which I watched very closely. And there was a lot of negativity, particularly around the game at Molyneux when um, England lost to Hungary and there were the boos from the crowd. And, and I think that was really hurtful for Gareth Southgate. Yeah. And I think that that has, that has stayed with him still. And we've seen that in some of the quotes that he's done it's, it's a, in the interviews. Can I, can I just check that you weren't hosting some TV broadcast <laughs> <at England laughs> somewhere around the world? Because... 
You mentioned the Nations League. As, as we've already said, they played well in this World <laughs> Cup quarterfinal. So I think we know that is, yeah. that is not the case. Look, George, I, George, I think the reason that's, that... that's right, actually. I think it reminds me of the way Sir Bobby Robson was treated in the run-up to the 1990 World Cup. In terms of what you were saying, Jules, staying with him. Mm. And I, I think he needs a bit of time to evacuate and get over that. Because what we see after every major international tournament, especially after a World Cup, is you get a lot of knee-jerk resignations. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of big coaches leave already, already yeah. but you always get a ton. And I wonder how many of them like later reflect and regret. I mean, he's not the sort of person to react with haste and repent at leisure, is it, Gareth no, Southgate, no. at least? That's no, part I, of the reason why we all love him so much is because he he has been such a a kind of calming influence and yeah. and, and and very very sort of never too high, never too low. Yeah, That's definitely. Very Gareth he's, Southgate. It's created the environment for the players to feel comfortable and be and relish playing. I mean, I, th- I think to an extent, the players throughout those, you know, that quote-unquote golden generation, which was known for anything but success, I don't think those players didn't weren't proud to play for England. My experience of meeting ex-England internationals and stuff completely disavowed me of the notion as a kid that they didn't care because um, that was what the popular refrain was from the media at the time. And I don't think that was the case anyway. But what I would say is that it was obviously a far more difficult environment than it is now. And Gareth Southgate's taken a lot of time and done a lot of things to make sure that that's a really great camp and a great squad conducive to setting them up for success. Now, that doesn't always mean you get success because that's not how it works. And you guys have already alluded to that. In cup football, it doesn't always go that way. But if Southgate would... And I don't think this would happen, but I think there are certain sections of the media who are quite old school and quite out of touch with what the general consensus is and they don't really have their finger on the pulse. I think we see a much more forgiving atmosphere now around the England team, with obvious exceptions. I think the the disgraceful behaviour we saw of certain individuals um, after the Euros exit, that was notable as far as that it was unacceptable and appalling, but it mostly came from like the trolling part of Twitter rather than the kind of mm. yes. the mainstream media. Whereas, of course, back in sort of the late 90s, for example, you take 1998 when England went out because of perceived behaviour from David Beckham. You know, it was people from within the entire camp who undermined Beckham, not least, of course, the manager at the time, who mm. didn't give Beckham really any support at all in the shape of Glenn Hoddle. He's obviously repented for that later on and said, you know, he, he's not the same person now and all the rest of it. My point is that the, the environment we see around England now, everyone's behind him, everyone enjoys it, everyone likes it. That's basically down to Gareth Southgate. So if he was to be handed out of a job, which again, I don't think would happen, but if he was to be handed out of it, it would be almost remarkably poor form. Um, for, from anyone and, and, and actually entirely ungrateful as well. It's been nice to see um, that, you know, when the players have been interviewed, they've all really backed him as well and said mm. that they, they want him to stay, um, which has been nice to hear. And that kind of goes to show how far they feel they've come as a team yeah. as well, which is which is a positive. And, and from the way I see it, obviously he's got his contract up until after Euro 2024. And it seems the right thing to me that that carries on. I mean, it's literally only a year and a half away now. It's not that far away, is it? Yeah, the, so... I- the idea of having a completely different change of tack 18 months from a major tournament, that England could feasibly win. And also, and also who? Like, for, for anyone who is thinking that a change should be made, because from what I've been reading for, from the people who want a change to be made, they feel like he's not tactically good enough and that they need someone fresh to, mm. to take us into the Euros. I don't know who that the, person the people, would be. Thomas Tuchel is one of the names. I agree with you. The people mentioned. who are suggesting Tuchel and Pochettino are absolutely out of their minds. <laughs> <laughs> First, firstly, to believe that sort of 
A-list club managers would particularly want the England job, which I, I don't think is right. I think they would rather be involved day to day. And you look at the intensity of the way that Tuchel and Pochettino work, I think their best work would be would be wasted in the international arena. Secondly, the whole point of Southgate, and it is it was worth re-emphasising what a different job it is being a international coach to being a club coach. You don't have to be an elite level club coach to make a great international coach, I don't think. And the fact is, why Southgate has worked so well is because he understands the whole lineage, because he was the head of elite development, because he was the under-21 coach, because he sees the bigger picture. That's something that, that makes him understand. And I think players at that level, the very best, especially the very best of what England have got at the moment, I don't think they need massively intensive coaching. I don't think that's a big deal. I think the only club coach, say if anyone was possible, who could maybe do a better job is Pep Guardiola. Louis van Gaal. Louis van Gaal. Oh, yeah. you're just saying that. <laughs> lols. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking that as well. He's been linked with a Belgium job. I know. I, saw I that. think that would be fun. Who's he going to be kissing in that squad? I know, exactly. Uh, Joey Barton could throw us out into the ring. He's not. He, he doesn't like, doesn't he like Gareth, up. does he? No, he's not, not a one. fan at all. He, what did he say? He said um, when he put that pizza box on his head after missing the pen, he was done with. No self-respecting man would ever do that. Sorry, he's had his time. Move him on. <laughs> what? I mean, what? what? It's not as though Joey Barton's been known to... Did he say that in one of his post-match interviews of yeah. <laughs> at Bristol Rovers or what? Yeah, Joey, Joey Barton's um, Wikipedia page was stressed that, you know, he, he probably should maybe take a leaf out of someone else's book when it comes to self-respect. <laughs> um, it's just... Why has Joey Barton got such a strong opinion on this? <laughs> like, Because Gareth Southgate put a pizza box in his head 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know what you're saying. I know they played quite well against France. I know they got to a final the last time out. But 25 years ago, he put a box in his head. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. Yes, that is what he's saying. <laughs> you just don't want people to bring up things that you did 25 years ago. Like what? Imagine what I was like 25 years ago, George. So I would have been 17 if, years old. If right now you're making cups of tea that yeah. look like that, I yeah. dread to think what you're doing at 17. 17 years old, <laughs> you'd have been, what, three school years above me, probably uh, <laughs> probably bullying me. Yeah. Oh, only interested in the older boys, uh, I expect. Um, you know, it's funny, funny you mentioned Pep Guardiola because he's been linked with the Brazil job, hasn't he? Because uh, Chiche not, was one not, of... Not for the first time. Yeah, yeah Chiche yeah. was one of the managers who left after Brazil got knocked out of the World Cup, one of the long list of managers. Can you see that happening? Well, he's just signed again with Manchester yeah, City, exactly. so it would be a surprise. I mean, it could add an interesting twist to the Premier League if, if that's a job share, Guardiola. Can you imagine that? Speak it, make it a bit fairer. I mean, there is definitely a big part of me that thinks Pep Guardiola, the manager in Brazil, would be absolutely insane. Yes. It'd be amazing. Mm. Uh, what, what Pep would find to do with his time outside of the international calendar given that he's a very, very intense man. and More chess with Kasparov. Yeah. yeah he had true. a bloody great year off before buying. People forget that. Yeah, but he was, just, he was just knocking around kind of like New York City, like jazz clubs in a roll neck, smoking the Jatan. Is that basically what he was doing? Because that's what it seemed like he was doing. Like, the, the, the real highlight of the week, I feel like so far, since um, England's, um, England's exit. Is it Dave the Cat? It's Dave the Cat's definitely up there. I was actually going to say Dave the Cat, but we'll do Dave the Cat in a minute. The highlight for me was um, Spurs sending a mail out inviting people to watch the semi-final. <laughs> at the, uh, well, England in the semi. Spurs sent a mail out saying, "England, come and watch England in the semi-final at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium." 
Presumably after they'd with... already been knocked out. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those obviously automated ones that they've forgot to change. That's but that's, it's the second time they've done it, isn't it? Because they congratulated Richarlison on uh, reaching the semi-final <laughs> as well. What's going on? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I love that in the email it said England's date with destiny awaits. Like, yeah. But Dave the cat was definitely a very uh, a very interesting highlight for me as well. Oh, I love this. So um, obviously myself and Andy have both been out in um, Doha, and we can we can you know. We can understand this because there are lots of cats there everywhere, are. aren't there? Lots of very cute cats as well. Very cute yeah. cats. In fact, on my last day before I flew home, um, I was having a coffee and uh, a little cat came and sat next to me. Mm. Sweet little thing. You find them in Turkey a lot as well. They almost have this weird semi-domesticated status in Turkey as well. Yeah. People mm-hmm. look after them, leave food out for them, put little houses on the street for them and stuff. Little houses? Yeah, they've got little houses in the middle oh, of the street, haven't they? In with bedrooms and toilets and yeah, stuff. I th- yeah, that's exactly right. That. Yeah, George, yeah. You could probably live in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Be cleaner so, than your house. <laughs> what, what are you saying with him? At least I make nice cups of tea. <laughs> Listen, I've never seen you make your own cup of tea, so don't start with that. Do one. Um, yeah, Dave the cat. So um, this is obviously the cat that was part of the England Hotel and uh, Carl Walker became very friendly with this cat and they've decided to adopt it and take it home back to England. So it's currently um, with the vets out in Doha getting its vaccinations. It's got to go through a quarantine for it flies to England. I love it. See, this is Manchester City for you, isn't it? Global recruitment never stops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that they've adopted this well, cat. So who's it actually going to live with? Oh, I don't know. I'm guessing Kyle, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. It's, I mean, someone's going to have to take responsibility for it because Kyle also said... In his um, thing, didn't he say some people really don't like the cat, but I love him. <laughs> so I'm trying to work out who in the England squad was against the, the fact of, of a nice cat being there with them. Basically, bottom line, what you're saying to worried listeners is that this cat will be loaned to Girona before the end of uh, January. Yeah, I, I, absolutely right. And I think I think it's interesting, and, and this, this actually takes us full circle back round to the mood around the England camp and the fact that people are really behind it, and the idea that Southgate has really generated. And just a lovely squad of players there. I can't really think of a player who wouldn't be nice to a cat. And I think in the past, I could think of several. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, back in, who? <laughs> Kurt Zuma's not in the squad. Oh, sorry. I was like, Kurt Zuma's not in the England you, squad. I was thinking, have you forgotten one no, 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 about... Now you're thinking about the Brazil press <laughs> officer, aren't you? Well. <laughs> exactly. I it'll land have, on his feet. I it'll be fine. I must have zoned out for a second yeah. then. I wasn't listening to you. But England, England's, <laughs> England's squad would never do anything like that, I'm I, sure. I would, of course not. I think I would leave the cat. If I had to leave the cat with anyone out of the England squad, I would leave it with Declan Rice. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's responsible. The cat would have a nice time. Yeah. Grealish to be outwitted by the cat every other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Grealish ends- to not remember if he's fed the cat or not. <laughs> <laughs> it was Carl Walker and John Stones, wasn't it? They were the two that particularly liked this cat. Jack thinks that, Jack Grealish, that saying that the um, England squad's been the best thing since sliced cat. <laughs> what have you done, Jack? <laughs> Jack, where's the cat? <laughs> Jack, show me the cat, please. (laughs) Oh, dearie me. There we go. Well, it's sad, isn't it? No England left in the World Cup, but it still continues. So we've got... um, Argentina facing Croatia tonight and then Morocco against France. I mean, just a quick word on France. What do you think after seeing their performance against England? Do you think they've got what it takes to win it? Or do you think the other side of the draw is actually where the winner is going to come from? Well, Marcus said that he thought that Morocco had no chance against France. And that was that. And that would be the end of it. And France. And, and I had a few people have said to me that France is the best team in the tournament in the context of saying that there's no, no, no disgrace that England went out to them and stuff. I still just feel like they're a team that can be got at. I think that they are um, a little bit vulnerable in certain areas. I don't think you can be a 
seen as a necessarily a good team, quite unquote good team, with some of the players they've got in defensive positions. Um, I, I would I would say if there's one thing though that to, to rewind a little bit shows you England's strength. Upamecano had a really good tournament right up until the point that they played England. At which point Harry Kane made him look like he'd never seen centre back uh, played centre back before. Mm-hmm. But that's because Harry Kane's amazing. Yeah, I, I think we have to underline that. And and that England were really good on the night. The way France are looking at it is that they're thinking we had our Belgium moment. The mm. way they played against Belgium in the semi-final, where they had very little possession, had to defend for their lives for for a lot of it. And I think it's a very very similar thing. But look, I think globally, they're, they're still probably the best team in the tournament. They, they were the arguably the best team in the tournament before we got started, given what we didn't know about Brazil playing European opponents. And, you know, I, I had Brazil as, as my favourite before the tournament. You know, France were always were always close. The thing with them is that there's no argument with the eleven. I don't think. It's just when you start to pick away, and that was always the big difference between England and France, that England had had greater depth beneath yeah. because of all the injuries that that France had. If I was if I had to fight for Morocco to beat France, I would say the matchups are quite interesting. Like Morocco are pretty strong down the right. Got Hakimi, a lot of pace. They got Ziyech as well. Well, Hakimi versus Mbappe is fascinating, that's, yeah, that's especially be as their best mates as well. Mm. Uh, but they've never been in like direct competition before, mm. and like you know, spot for spot, as you say, Luke, they're right next to each other, and they also right th- against each other. And I also think that that's an interesting matchup against Teo Hernandez. And I also think that Morocco, in the way they play, is quite interesting for how Upper Meccano deals with it, particularly. When when you say it's an interesting matchup against Teo Hernandez, I always think it's an interesting matchup for attacker versus the space in which Teo Hernandez <laughs> should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think that France against us, I think I feel like they created those two moments of really high quality. And mm. aside from that, really, you know, there was a maybe a couple of other half chances in the game, but not a lot. Um, not a great deal. No. And I think Morocco will have looked at that and look, it's going to be it's going to be so tough for them and it really I think a lot of it hinges on who's going to be able to be fit to play at the back for them because they're struggling with injuries and whether they can defense. lift themselves after this kind yeah. of up and down see, up and down I yeah. feel like they can they've I done it like, so far yeah, they've and, really I mean, done it so and far and honestly from being out there and seeing their fans mm. they are unbelievable they are mm. one of uh, them and the Argentina fans for me when I was out there were, were the best set of fans I saw they're, they're incredible and mm. I think that you know, for them to reach a semi-final is already unprecedented for an African nation. For them to go on and reach the final, they are going to leave absolutely everything out there. I, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be brilliant. Um, right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about tonight's semi-final between Argentina and Croatia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Here at the Football Ramble, we're delighted to be supporting the Royal Life Saving Society and their Don't Drink and Drown campaign. It's all about encouraging people to make smart decisions when drinking alcohol around water. Remember, make it your priority to look out for yourself and your friends and make sure you all get home safely. Head to rlss.org.uk or search Don't Drink and Drown to find out more. Guys, sorry, you're live on Sky News. Your reaction to the win? Uh, we lost. <laughs> sorry, reaction to the loss and apologies. Reaction to the loss? Shit. Welcome back to the Football Rabble. That's as bad as it gets, isn't it? He's only got one job to do there. <laughs> it is a disastrous 12 seconds. Is that, is that by Gar- any so standards. Is that Gary Cotterall? No. <laughs> no. Was it Gary Cotterall, was it? No. I, I don't think so, no, because it, it would wasn't. have continued for a little while yeah, if it had of him. It would have got at least 24 seconds out, <laughs> yeah. out of Gary. Um, it's now time for Betfair's popular bet builder. When you bet fair on the World Cup, you can use Betfair's handy app to place your bet builders and you'll get access to some pretty decent handouts too. On today's Ramble popular bet builder, we're looking ahead to Wednesday's semi-final, Morocco versus France. The big one. Um, Jules, you're up first. Uh, What's your pick? So I picked goalless at halftime, but I think for the bet builder's purpose, I have to say under 0.5 first half goals. You're expecting a cagey one. Cagey first half. I just think Morocco are going to defend for their lives and I feel like at halftime, it's going to be goalless. Fair enough. Uh, Andy, Kylian Mbappe, after he's swapped shirts with his bezzy mate <laughs> at half time I Ashraf like Hakimi yeah. I, I know people don't like that I don't have a problem with it really? I mean they've, they've got bad. as many shirts as wait they till want. the end yeah. mm. swap it with someone else at the end <laughs> get as many shirts <laughs> anyway I, I reckon Kylian Mbappe will put one over his pal Ashraf and score hopefully okay. second half so that has to be second half stands. exactly yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Kylian Mbappe to score in 90 minutes for our bet it has to be in the second half I suppose uh, Marcus is the fourth uh, wheel in this uh, popular bet builder he's not here today but he had this to say I am going to go for over 3.5 cards. I think it's going to be a spicy encounter. All is to play for in a World Cup semi-final. And of course, it doesn't matter if you get a yellow. 
You can't be suspended now for the final unless you get a red, of course. So I think people will have that in mind and get some tasty challenges in there. So over three and a half cards. Um, lovely stuff for fans of Marcus who got to imagine him in the bath. <laughs> Sadly, it sounds like he's looking after his son at the same time. Squeak in the background yeah, there. Looking after his son while multitasking. That's the man we Good know man. and love. Um, so my final pick is, uh, I'm going to go under two and a half goals. So I think it'll be a cagey game. Uh, under two and a half goals, of course, in 90 minutes for me. So that two goals or fewer means mine comes in. So in summary, uh, under 0.5 first half goal. So goalless at half time. Kylian Mbappe to score at any time. Over 3.5 cards, which I think is a really solid shout, by the way. And then under two and a half goals overall from me. A £5 bet on this popular bet builder will return £98.86. If we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. It's exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply 18 plus. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begamblerware.org. All right, let's get to it. The first semi-final of the World Cup. Argentina against Croatia coming up tonight. Lionel Messi's chaotic quest for glory goes on Andy are we going to see the greatest player of all time reach a World Cup final that makes it sound like he's again clutching a kebab after eight <laughs> pints it's, it's not like that it's everything else around him that's chaotic he's been, a, he's been to a World Cup final before as well yeah although I, he, he I didn't mean Messi by the way I meant Alexis McAllister <laughs> oh yeah, sorry yeah. come on Alexis McAllister's quest for glory <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's, it's funny I suppose Messi has been affected by the chaos in a certain way because there was that like little set two between him and Val Veghorst when he was getting ready for that television interview. I, loved I, it. I just I loved it. To me, I, I loved it too. It. But it's like, why are you bothering with like a Burnley striker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're Lionel Messi. Don't worry about it. He not, won as well. Not even a permanent Bizikash member of staff. No, exactly. What? Yes. What? What was remarkable about that is you look at the Messi thing, and you guys mentioned this, I think, on Saturday uh, when you were with um, Dotton and um, Nikki. You see the Emmy Martinez post match as well. Yeah. You won the game. Yeah. Like the whole thing was like a grievance. It was a grievance, the whole thing, which is really surprising. And the way they spent ages going on about the referee and have continued going on about the referee when Messi got away without getting sent off, Mm -hmm. Leandro Paredes got away without being sent off. And quite frankly, I I know people have got issues with Matteo Lajos. I actually very. enjoy him but more of a as a performance artist than a referee really <laughs> but you know if if you haven't sent off Leandro Paredes you're probably not doing your job properly agree um, because of, because of the sort of player he is I just wonder if Argentina can hold it together emotionally because that was just nuts wasn't it I mean Croatia are the, the other dictionary... hand you've got the complete opposite of that exactly they, right? are the, they are the dictionary definition of cool and collected aren't uh-huh, they uh-huh. yeah I think that, um, and I set myself up for a fall here, but and I do this regularly and I'm never deterred. <laughs> I was going to say, nothing um, new there. I think Andy overrates Croatia and underrates Argentina based on your output that I've heard for, on the ramble through this tournament. Oh, you've been doing some Andy analysis. No, I, th- I think you think that Croatia on, are better than they actually are and that Argentina aren't as good as they are. I mean, I wasn't expecting a during World Cup <laughs> appraisal. <laughs> ah, to be fair. Uh, I just think Croatia are all a bit predictable. It's all a bit kind of in front of you and it's all... I, I think a good, solid, well-organised team can well, deal with Croatia. If, if they start with Bruno Petkovic, it is predictable because yeah. he's not going to get that ball. <laughs> he's going to lose that ball. Yeah, but they will start. <laughs> there with might him. be a goal They'll in there. Probably fall over the next one. But they will start with him, won't they? They, they, they will. I really hope not. Well, they will, and, but, and for their sake. And then with Argentina, you've got a case of we were to go back to the referee point of view. It was refereed very poorly, the same way the England France game was refereed very poorly. But I think Argentina particularly 
exacerbated it, kind of made it a hard game to referee, which yes. kind of made the referee's performance worse. Yes. And Argentina, I think part of the reason that they they behaved the way they did after the game in the flash interviews and stuff is because I think they were still a little bit shell-shocked that they had almost lost the whole thing. Mm. Because I, mm. as far as I'm concerned, yeah, and yeah. admittedly, I was watching this in the pub, so feel free to disregard this if you want to, Nevelers didn't really show anything at all to like the last 10 minutes of normal time. Yeah, and and it was a bit shell-shocking for Argentina, I think. And, that, and I feel like they've come out of it the other side going, geez, I cannot believe we got out, got away with that. Because they've got away with it twice, really. I mean, they nearly chucked it at the end against Australia, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. A game in which, in fact, in both of these games, I don't think Argentina have played particularly well in this World Cup, but they were far superior for the majority of that game against the Netherlands and they're far superior for most of the game duels against Australia too. Yeah, I completely agree. But, but I think that those frustrations that we saw after the last game... And that kind of heightened emotion, that desperation that we're seeing in Argentina to get to this final, to win it for Messi and obviously for the country. But, you know, everything's geared around that narrative. And I think that that heightened emotion around the game will suit Croatia down to a T because we've seen what Croatia can do, not just in this tournament, but in, in previous World Cups as well and in the Euros, you know. They're not afraid to go to extra time. They've done it several times already. I think in eight of their last nine knockout matches, mm. they've gone to extra time in, which is quite remarkable. Yeah, they haven't won a knockout game in 90 minutes for 24 years. And that was a 3-0 win against Germany in 1998. Um, Croatia have obviously got history against Argentina. They beat them 3-0 in the 2018 group stage. And I think that they'll actually quite enjoy going out there, Luke, and mm. actually ruffling the Argentinian, Argentinian's feathers. Mm. Easy enough for me to say. Yeah, it is. And I think that's definitely, a ta- that's definitely the tactic they need to employ based on what we've seen from this Argentina team. But I could be wrong. You know, lots of people may disagree with me and that's kind of fine, but I can only say what I see. I, I don't think Modric has been as good as everyone says he has. I don't think that they're a brilliant team. I think they've got some good players. I think Guardiola's a really good young centre-back. Oh, he's uh, centre been brilliant. Back. Yeah, he's, he's been, and, he's and been he, one of the best best defenders in the competition. He has has been outstanding. However, I think Brozovic has been brilliant. I think he gets for a lot of work and is a good player. And I think Perisic is just a class act and has been for a very long time. Uh, I don't necessarily think, because going into this tournament, everyone was saying it's wide open. It's wide open. Mm. This team could do it. This team could do it. It's one of the most wide open World Cups we've seen for a very long time. And now people are kind of easing into an opinion which says, oh, France are the best team. And now people are saying Croatia, you know, they did it last time they got to the final. They still got a lot of good players. To me, it feels a bit like it's still up for grabs and people are trying to find narratives in there to, to, to try and decide who they think are the best team. I just think, I just think there's a lot, of, um, a lot of stuff in the open there to be, to be won and to be and to Oh, be definitely. For. I agree with that, 100%. Hmm. Yeah. So do, do, you not, do you not think Argentina have kind of almost been a team who's like, they're kind of easing their way in. They've, they're kind of building them, building up a bit of a head of steam. They've always got this X factor with Messi, um, and Croatia are kind of they've kind of muddled their way through it a bit. You see, I in the group I, stage I, particularly, I, they muddled their way through it. Maybe I, I would I would say Croatia have had a level of control at most points, right? And I, I think because they've not had one approach, that maybe it's easier for people to say, okay. Like this team has this plan and they always play this way. But if you think, like Croatia had several different plans to beat Brazil and they varied that throughout the game. And that's why they beat Brazil. Not because they had they had one plan that worked really well. Press them high early on, then sit off them a bit mm. and make them make the play, which Brazil didn't really know how to do for most of that game. Then weather the storm when Brazil do have a good 15, 20 minute spell. So I think that 
Croatia have got that variety is sort of made up for the fact that they don't really have a reference point centre forward like their Mandzukic, for, for example. But I think with Argentina, I've never felt like they're in control at any point, despite yeah. despite having Messi. And I think there are players out of position who could be utilised better. I don't think they've been coached particularly well. Um, they could still do with a, a fit Di Maria. I think that would be really, really helpful to, to, to Messi. And we have got a lot out of Messi so far, and a lot of enjoyment out of Messi, which I think is really important because, you know, when we sit here talking about the World Cup, we sit here talking about football every single week. But as I've said earlier in the competition, the brilliant thing about the World Cup is it's, you know, water cooler chat. It's something that, you know, brings people together and brings people together who don't really watch football to be enthused about football, which is something that's really fantastic. And actually, Messi is a player who does that. Yeah. You know, he goes beyond people who just like football and th- that's why you know people have enjoyed his performances so much during this world cup yeah mm. he's he's had some really special moments obviously one of the standout moments was that ridiculous assist for Molina in, in the last mm. game oh, that's I mean, unbelievable it, it, yeah it's, it's amazing like mm. that is that's what we want to watch these world cup games for isn't it to see special moments of the, quality the, the, like that the guys were talking on saturday i think you're talking about tim vickery saying that um he's kind of build his way up and and get himself in perfect peak physical condition for this world cup mm. um and it's kind of—I've never seen a player like walk as much as he does in modern football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kylian Mbappe's managed it for a lot of this. Yeah, World Kylian Mbappe's got no excuse. He's about twenty-two. He's got no reason to be walking. He's around. saving himself for the sprints. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I—I I, I think it's a pit. I think it's a really open game. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Argentina did it. I, I don't quite see how the Croatia. I don't quite see the Croatia-Brazil game in the way that you do, but that's that's okay. You know more about football than me. Uh, uh, but but that, that doesn't have anything to do with it because as as you've said quite rightly, you think it's so open. Walk it. Yeah. No, it's I don't. So I, I just don't think, I just think Croatia... I think Croatia are far better than that though. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I, I think that... I think they're a the, better overall team than Argentina. In the last game... Josep Juranovic was, was great. outstanding. I thought he, yeah, was he was absolutely brilliant. And in midfield, I mean, you've got technically brilliant players like Modric and they're dogged as a team. They're solid. And then at the back, you've got the goalkeeper Livakovic, who I think has been excellent in the tournament as well. And could be on for a move to Bayern now. Manuel Neuer <laughs> broke his leg skiing. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell is that all about, by the way? Who goes skiing just before the season's about to resume? I mean... Yeah, that yeah, shouldn't I, even be allowed. I'm pretty should sure it? he shouldn't be going skiing anyway. I'm pretty he? sure it isn't allowed. Isn't yeah. it just not allowed as a footballer full stop? But I yeah. think Which is why so many former footballers then go skiing like all the time once yeah. they retire. But I think it's, it's it's quite interesting timing, the fact that Livakovic has that incredible game in front of the watching Oliver Kahn <laughs> just as Neuer breaks his leg. I mean, it's fate, surely. I loved, I loved it when um, Manuel Neuer put, I think, on his own social media himself in hospital with his leg bandaged up with his thumbs up. Don't worry, guys, I'm on the mend. You shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> it's not a fucking good... That's not good news. It'll be, the game will be great. Mm. Uh, and, and Both games will be great, of course. I, I'm really excited for it. I, I personally, maybe I'm just kind of a bit biased because I'd love to see Messi kind of crown his career with that. I want World Argentina win. to win. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it's going to be tough. I think... I want it to be Luca's World Cup. Do ya? I want it to be Luca's World Do ya? Cup. Yeah. Over Messi? Yeah, 100%. Well, we'll see what happens because, uh, look, Croatia, have, they've done it already. They've knocked out one of the favourites. They mm-hmm. could do it again. They knocked out uh, Brazil, obviously, on penalties. And and actually, um, Brazilian legend Kaka um, said that their, their shootout loss against Croatia won't actually matter to a lot of the country because apparently many Brazilians don't support Brazil. Yeah, it's definitely a nation you think of when you think of team... 
team, like countries that aren't that bothered about their national team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? No. He also said, if you see Ronaldo, as in the original Ronaldo, walking around here in Qatar, you'll be like, wow, he has something different here. In Brazil, he's just a fat man walking down the street. <laughs> that cannot be true, can it? That is outrageous. Yeah. Where's Tim Vickery when you need him? That cannot be true. No one is seeing the original Ronaldo in Brazil and going, he's a fat bloke there. It's not happening. I mean, I have to say, there are not many footballers I would be starstruck meeting. Yeah. If if I came face to face with Ronaldo again, I I would be. I would expect him to be blown. Have you met him before? Um, I've been in a mix zone with him when he was a player, mm. but that was that was a really long time ago, and that, that that's different. If I met him in real life, I would be blown away. I think there is something a bit different about interviewing players in like a mix zone or a flash zone area, and then like if you just bumped into them walking down the street when you're not expecting to. What streets it, are you walking down here? Well, you bumping into the original Ronaldo. Well, I haven't, obviously. But yeah, the last she lives time in the lead, so she's probably quite likely to bump <laughs> yeah. into Ronaldo. Yeah. Last time Andy was hanging out with a Ronaldo, he chucked his microphone into the river. <laughs> oh my God, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I know this story? Because you know when Cristiano Ronaldo got pissed off with that bloke and threw his microphone into <laughs> yeah. the lake? It, Andy was there. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, Andy? weren't you, Andy? <laughs> I, was, I was with Portugal that World Cup. I don't think I was there the precise moment when yeah. it was thrown into the into the lake it's, it's always good to get a reminder because people think oh Cristiano Ronaldo's really moody and, and, and emotional and annoying because his career's coming to an end he was always like that <laughs> I, I mean I, I'm not sure I'm quite with this idea that he's some footballing Liam Gallagher no definitely not he's not that much fun definitely is he <laughs> exactly right exactly before we uh, start talking about that Ronaldo again I'd rather end this because there's been enough chat of him in this World Cup and yeah. um, we do have the two semi-finals to look forward to Really looking forward to it. And uh, on tomorrow's special episode of On the Continent, Andy, you're going to be back um, to record that. Um, and you're going to be reacting to Argentina against Croatia. We'll have our first finalist by then. And also looking ahead to France against Morocco. That is with Andy Dotton and David. So remember to subscribe on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. Luke, Andy, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank We're you. soon Thank you. our first finalist of... The World Cup 2022. Exciting mm. times. I'm going to go and teach Luke how to make a proper cup of tea. <laughs> Might take a while. <laughs> we'll see you soon. the first cup of tea you've ever made. Piss off. <laughs> Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>